If you ever see Tashi Dorji perform, a song with the same title will sound completely different from one night to the next. It's very volatile, this music, I feel. You know, it's, it just kind of explodes and it spreads and it comes back and it disappears. And that's pretty much how I look at it. Dorji blanches at the notion of structure, both with his music and how he makes it. He improvises his compositions and performances, whether alone or in collaborations, and his recordings defy categorization outside of experimental. Whenever I think about going into a studio and recording, it's just like, okay, I'll go there for three hours and I'll not have anything because I'd rather not do it like that. I'd rather be like, okay, I'll go in to my you know, studio and play for 30 minutes and I'll have 30 minutes of this impulses, right? Like this gestures and yeah, that's how it works. Dorji has become somewhat of a known figure on the fringes of alternative music. He performs in a variety of festivals and opens shows and tours for artists coming from more structured foundations. A heavy performance schedule, when we're not in a pandemic, has allowed Dorji to earn his living solely through music for about five years. Dorji left his native Bhutan at age 21 when he enrolled at Warren Wilson College. Friends who worked at Izzy's Coffee in West Asheville urged him to produce a cassette recording in 2009. From that, awareness of his guitar improvisations grew beyond intimate local audiences. That small cassette was heard by so many people. And a few reviews happened, a wire magazine picked it up, and then I had a record come out and it propelled me, like, it encouraged me to play more. Dorji's mother's family was steeped in Bhutanese folk traditions. His grandfather was a monk and lute player. Dorji's education in contemporary Western music hinged on bootleg cassettes from China, a hodgepodge of artists such as Iron Maiden, Bon Jovi, Boys to Men, and Europe. Dorji points to A Meeting by the River, a recording by Rai Cooter and Vishwa Mohan Bhatt as shaping his grounding as a guitarist. Growing up in a traditional society with a lot of forms and some rules. And I think the idea of breaking rules as a young musician, learning the instrument is attractive. There are more than 70 recordings on Dorji's Bandcamp page, from individual song releases to full albums. Some are through his jazz-inflected trio, Kuzu, and his duo with drummer Tom Nguyen called Manus. He first learned of the potential political power of music through punk and jazz. So even without lyrics that might clearly communicate it, Dorji said he sees his music today as countering white supremacy. It's the music as like a form that's deconstructive and horizontal that has this anarchistic, this collective music making process. I see that as completely breaking down the hierarchy of heteronormal society. Dorji's parents still live in Bhutan and have only heard his music through recordings. Dorji said he's plotting how to change that by creating a festival in Bhutan featuring jazz and improvised music performers from the U.S. and Europe. 
maybe that that's like a better way for me to kind of usher that music and ideas mm -hmm. and experiences than me just being like, hey, I'm back. I'm going to do a show at this bar. Regardless, Dorji said he always wants his music to remain somewhat mysterious. I'm Matt Pikin, BPR News.